0: Hello and welcome to that film, Stu. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Jurassic World
1: Dominion. Directed by Colin Trevorrow, Jurassic World Dominion is the science fiction action film written by Emily Carmichael and Trevorrow, and based on a story by Trevorrow and Derek Connolly. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Jurassic World Dominion yet and you want to, Go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers.
0: This is the sequel to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom from 2018, the sixth installment in the Jurassic Park franchise, the final film in the Jurassic World trilogy, and the conclusion to the storyline started in the original Jurassic
1: Park film, of course, from 1993. Luke, you have the plot. Four years after the destruction of Isla Nublar, dinosaurs now live alongside humans. Biosyn, a corrupt bioengineering corporation, kidnaps Blue's offspring, Beta, and clone teenager Maisie Lockwood. Maisie's adoptive parents, Owen Grady and Claire Deering immediately set off to rescue them. Meanwhile, a formerly extinct species of locusts, has reappeared and is threatening the world's crop and food supply. Suspecting Biosyn to be behind it, paleobotanist Ellie Sattler approaches paleontologist and former romantic partner Dr. Alan Grant for help. Theorist and mathematician Ian Malcolm, who now work for Biosyn, invites Alan and Ellie to the headquarters to investigate the locust issues, where they meet Biosyn CEO, Lewis Dodson.
0: You know what? Probably the biggest, probably the biggest, uh, one of the biggest plot outlines we've had um, when we do these movie reviews. Um With
1: long job descriptions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on um in this movie. There's there's a lot of plot, there's a lot of story. There's essentially two stories, and it comes together towards the end um this is the combination of i guess two uh, two generations if you will two sets of characters um sort of come together in this in this finale of sorts in this sixth slash, slash third film however you want to view it um let's start with Let's start with the plot and and everything that's going on, and just um maybe just discuss how convoluted this whole thing is what we were what we what this movie's been advertised as what we've been told and what we've been excited and pumped for is, hey, dinosaurs are now on the mainland, they're all over the world they're you know like they're not confined to an island anymore. this movie's gonna be sick. It's going to be mayhem all over the place. We're going to see things we've never seen before. So we get a, we get a movie. One half of it's about a girl being kidnapped. The other half is about a bunch of big bugs.
1: What are your thoughts? I said, well, (laughs) well, the big bugs. I mean, I went into this expecting dinosaurs yes there is dinosaurs in this movie still but locusts that was the big thing in the movie i'm like wow i didn't know that was going to be a thing i don't I mean i know jurassic park the whole thing it started with a mosquito so right okay we're going back to the bugs <laughs> All right, yeah. but i mean the ending of fallen kingdom you are right you've said it, it opened it up dinosaurs and now living in the mainland. They're no longer confined to a park. That's where Fallen Kingdom ended. This movie kind of picked up where that ended. The the businessman going to work, it gets taken out by a dinosaur, right? Okay, so this is what's going to be happening. Wait, hang on, hang on, where the dinosaurs gone? And then we're with the giant locusts and the threat to the world's crops and food supply. I'm like, ah, this is quickly going in a very different direction and hey look it's blue for like a minute <laughs> and then blue's out of the movie oh, there's your message. oh movie. mate, it's <laughs> so this yeah look this dinosaur movie flat
0: out look we we said don't listen to this review unless you've watched this movie but if you come this far and you, you know you're just a little bit curious as to what our initial thoughts are i'm telling you now like this dinosaur movie honestly yes dinosaurs are in this movie but this is not about dinosaurs or at least the, the central story is not about dinosaurs, the the issues and the themes and I guess, like, what what kind of, like, uh, you know, like, theories and, uh, you know, like, wonderful, interesting sci-fi element kind of talk they're trying to look at in this. I don't even know. I'm just saying words. But I think it makes sense. All the stuff they're alluding to, something much bigger and grander, number one, it all just comes off as, like, a whimper anyway. But it's not related to dinosaurs. You know, in the trailer, we've got a line from, you know, Laura Dern's Ellie Sattler character who says that, you know, like, we've created an, an ecological disaster. And it's like, no, this, this essentially mad scientist has created the, these giant locusts and something, you know, like, for some reason, and like you mentioned, the food supply, which potentially could be, an ecological disaster which could end with you know the world's food supply being destroyed like you know say goodbye to a lot of the stuff that we we know and love to eat literally nothing to do with the dinosaurs like i would prefer if the story was linked to the fact that now never mind the fact that you know dinosaurs in in the real world are affecting you know how you know people live their day-to-day lives and look i'm not asking for dinosaurs in the city, because it would be a little bit unrealistic if like, just like you see a wild bear or a lion, like you're not going to see these creatures coming towards where humans overpopulate, like they're going to be in the woods and as isolated as they can be when they need to be. Of course, that makes sense. But like, is the, is the, the whole fact of like these, these creatures living amongst man is that not like uh, an issue enough? Is there not enough story and threat and excitement and wonder and wowness from, from that? And if we are going to, like, throw on some sci-fi aspect into the plot, let it be about the fact that these creatures who have been extinct, who have been, you, you know, like, isolated on, like, an island this whole time or two islands, what does that mean for the environment and the planet and the ecosystem when they are introduced into, you know, like, our world? There is an ecological issue there. Why is there this extra layer of story and and threat? It doesn't make any sense. I'm all for the sci-fi element. Everything
1: you've just said there. Yeah, me too. But what you've just said there, that's not the movie. Of course. That's the trailers. That's the movie. (laughs) the trailers. And since seeing the movie and finding out that's not what it actually is, TV spots. So they keep selling a better movie. <laughs> and I keep I keep catching the TV spots thinking Oh okay. that actually, yeah, it looks pretty good. Oh no, I've seen it. I've seen that movie. No, no, that's that's not what it, it's a it's a go down. That's not way. what it is look like- at all. I um the, go m- I, I don't to go too early on this, but I mean this film, I, I, I've gotta say, big letdown. I was really let down by this film. I'm just watching it. I was half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half and I was just sat there watching it. There's a point where <laughs> yeah, it started you, being you. where it started being fun, but too much of the movie had passed and it's like it's a movie about dinosaurs but everything's so serious. It's not until you get into like the last half hour And we get more time with Goldblum. And he's just doing his own thing as Ian Malcolm, like Goldblum usually does. And, you know, we're both fans of Jeff Goldblum. But everything about this film is just, for the most part, just being so serious. And then you've got Goldblum saying things like, that's bananas. Or he's about to, he undoes his top button and the woman beside him is like, no. And he goes, oh, okay. it he fasts it up again. So he's having a little bit of fun. Nobody else. Everything is just so serious. Even with, like, we've got Campbell Scott as Lewis Dodgson. When we first see him in the film, he's been quirky. He's doing something a little bit different. And then when we see him later on, that's just gone. He's playing him different. Oh, I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about?
0: <laughs> I mean, look, we gotta, we uh, we are gonna dissect this. Do not, do not fret. We will dissect the shit out of all of that, and we're gonna touch on some of the things you just spoke about because holy shit, there's more to it than that. Um, but like you're right. Like let's, like, like this, bit, like uh, utter disappointment. And, and look, if you guys are, you guys listening, like, if you have followed us, if if you follow us and you've listened to our review of like Fallen Kingdom or you know even earlier on you know like Jurassic World. look I had a lot of fun with Jurassic World it's not the greatest thing but you know it's fun and what they what they did in that movie to like pretty much revitalize this franchise you know like there were big issues with with um Jurassic Park 3 not everyone's cup of tea was um The Lost World I'm, I'm a big fan but you know like it wasn't for everyone so it didn't quite work on that level but of course the original is is a masterpiece is is true cinema in all, all its glory but what they did with that first Jurassic World like they brought this franchise back and it was it was fun yeah a little bit silly like not the greatest piece of cinema out there but so fun like you know pretty cool effects lots of action some interesting characters had a little bit of um you know commentary to 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 touch on and talk about and then we got Fallen Kingdom and one of the greatest reviews I think we've ever done because (laughs) it was the greatest therapy session of my life that that Fallen Kingdom where this (laughs) where I just realized like oh wow this franchise thinks that the audience are, are morons um you know it it, it the the movie was 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 so stupid like just ridiculously stupid so many illogical things happening so goofy um uh, the the the, fran- the the movie basically turned the franchise into like a cartoon it lowered the
1: bar didn't it though it, for it, it, kingdom
0: and it was sort of like look going into this movie I was like look the trailers even though look there's there's a bit of action in this trailer that looks you know very jason bourne like you know like that james bond like there's a lot of action. Chris Pratt seems to be a little bit too um, super heroic in this for my liking, but the trailers still look like it was. Hey, this could be a bit of a course correction. This is the movie we've been waiting for patiently. It's gonna be okay. And the worst thing, look, as long as we can have some fun, heaps of dinosaur action, and uh, you know, it, it's better than Fallen Kingdom. Then we're gonna be all right because how how we it can't get any worse. And I'm not saying it's worse. I'm just going to put that out there. It's it's there are bits, there are things in this movie that I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. I've I've battled. It is hard. Past few days,
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. We've done a full review of *Fallen Kingdom*, and I've I've come back to it in fairly recently and enjoyed it more than the first couple of times. I guess I leaned more into the like the horror element like after the auction I don't know it's more like a haunted house movie than a Jurassic Park movie but you know I had some fun with it so I really I don't know I mean I need to see Dominion again and I've got to be honest I'm not in a hurry to go back to the movies I'll wait <laughs> yeah. until I can watch it at home and there's things that I recognized that I was enjoying like moments that I liked you know the original cast coming back was Excellent. So there is good things happening, but I feel like so much of the movie had happened until we get to the part where Claire is in the water, the dinosaur is above, she goes underwater and she's hiding from the dinosaur. When we got to that moment, and again, that's quite far into the movie, that's when I thought, oh, do you know what? Maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's something to enjoy you know but everything uh, till that point was just... You, you mentioned the action scenes with Chris Pratt. Him on a motorbike, dinosaurs in the streets. Didn't really do it for me. It wasn't no. until we were <laughs> there. I mean, yeah. this,
0: this movie opens with... I mean, like there's a Mosasaurus attack again. It's like, yeah, great use of the Mosasaurus. Absolutely nothing to do with the story whatsoever. Um, but it's like, besides that scene, it's like the movie opens with like a car chase scene through like, of desert it's like what are we again no dinosaurs involved but not to say that that sh- that needs to happen it's like okay there is a dinosaur but it's like you know in the truck does, anyway i mean if
1: it was good to happen this is the movie for it to happen. I mean, come on like <laughs> any
0: franchise
1: is gonna have dinosaurs let it be this one
0: <laughs> but i mean like this movie opens with a car chase and i'm like eye rolling already where you know when we're in is it uh, malta is that where we are malta i think checking my notes i'm yeah. like where are we i don't didn't care enough to really take interest um it's like yeah chris Pratt like being chased by these rafters on 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 a, on a like i just i don't know i felt nothing i felt nothing but you mentioned that scene with with claire like in the water like that was the first moment like you where i felt hang on hang on something's happening here i'm feeling something it's the first moment in this movie where i was like Okay, I'm feeling a bit tense. This is kind of this is kind of creepy. I'm feeling I'm, yeah, look, I'm feeling a little bit on edge. This is this is working for yeah. me.
1: It was that a great is, scene. It was a great is,
0: scene. That is the only scene in the movie where the movie cared enough to take its time to just breathe for a moment and say, "Hey, let's slow down and allow the audience to feel some tension because everything else that was happening was so goddamn quick like this is an action movie from start to finish. Like there is no moment in this movie where I was like, I felt wonder and excitement or, awe, like, you know, and that's what this franchise, even in its worst films, there have still been moments where it's like, it just slows down for a sec. And whether it's, it's you just looking at something and being like, wow. And then like the characters looking at something and, and, and pondering and being like, this is, you know, feeling that amazement. Or on the other side of that is just like having those real tension, like uh, nail-biting, freaky, scary moments where you're just like, wow, I'm on the edge of my seat. And that was the only scene in in this movie where it slowed down enough for me to even feel that a bit, you know, like the scene with the Giga near the end of the movie where, you know, like the cast is together and like there was some, you know, there was some tension there, but. I knew, again, I guess from the trailers, I was like, wow, none of these characters are in any danger at the moment because I know we've got a whole bunch of scenes to come because I've seen them. In- in- yep. And again, that's not the movie's fault. <laughs> that's but true. I'm like...
1: Uh, I mean, that's that's marketing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: Like There was a bit where I was like, oh my God, they could kill Jeff Goldblum's character, but... Ah, uh, they're not going to do it because there's definitely like six other scenes, unless they deleted all those scenes. <laughs> like they just trolled us in the marketing. So like again, it was like there's not much. Um, there wasn't much tension there because, uh, but uh, some cool stuff with that with that thing. Let's talk about the dinosaurs. This is a dinosaur movie, and despite the fact that the you know, the plot really doesn't actually revolve around them. There are still dinosaurs in there. Um, and look, let's, you know, I want to nerd out a little bit. We've got, we've got a few new dinosaurs. We've got, um, you know, some returning ones. You mentioned Blue is in the movie for like a minute, probably on screen yep. for like two, if you add it all together. I'm not even joking. That's probably what it is. The first thing, like, the fact is that Blue was, when we last saw Blue, she had like, she was like, "Screw you, Owen! Like every time I'm with you, someone tries to shoot me. I'm, I'm, I'm going off and doing my own thing." Fly, like, flash forward four years later, Owen, Claire, and Maisie are living in the woods, and Owen and um, not Owen, he's a human. Um, blues, you know, nesting, you know, nearby. Like, okay, <laughs> I need to know how that happened. Like, wow. So he tracked her down. Did she? Did she? You know, destroy that town that she was overlooking at the end of Fallen Kingdom? Probably not. Why has no one killed her? Like, why has she not been shot dead? I, I, I just don't understand how she exists anymore. And then She's there's just this whole thing there
1: uh, to be a parent and to have a kid taken. That's Blue's purpose in this movie.
0: Probably the best character in the movie still. Um, <laughs> oh, <I'm really laughs> well, look, we, we got Blue like his belly in it. The 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 baby beta, you know, like cute, cool. So she's she's there to. Oh, he um, is there to sell some toys, which is fantastic. I'll um, be one of them. Um, let's see. I mentioned the Mosasaurus that was in the opening scene. We see it for a bit. We see it again at the end of the movie when they do some sort of stupid montage. Um, this movie has some cool visuals, especially at the beginning with, you know, what I guess the movie was trying to promise us, which, again, look, to be honest, we'd, we'd seen most of these in the marketing as well. Again, I don't want to keep halfing on about it, but it's just like, ah, look, what, what else is it? What are we doing? Number one, we, you, you know, that, you know that, that battle at Big Rock Short that they made, which was fantastic, a bit of promotional material. They had some clips in that of like, you know, dinosaurs in the, in the real world. They basically they they reused a number of those in this movie, as a bit of a montage of hey dinosaurs are in the real world they're knocking cars over and you know like interrupting people's lunch. It's, it's I don't know it's annoying, but look a really cool visual. Owen on a horse rounding up uh, you know a bunch of Parasaurolophus. They were pretty cool. They're the ones with like the thing on their you know the horn thingy on their head. There's a whole herd of them, and they capture one, and then they're like, Yeah, we're gonna take this dinosaur and protect it, take it to this thing. It's gonna be great. What about the rest of them? So, they rescued one, so good for them. Um, there's that Apatosaurus, which again you saw in the trailer at that construction site. Looks pretty, yeah. I guess that was a slow little moment, but I mean, I guess we had already seen that. Um, Ellie and Grant, when they're at that little kind of, you know, dinosaur haven place. They see, you know, like little baby dinosaurs. I'm not going to say this movie, I'll give this movie credit for having a bunch of, you know, animatronics doing things. So there's little little baby things. There's like the Sinoceratops and the Nasutoceratops and the Triceratops. There's all lots of Topses all over the place.
1: Yeah. I mean, the dinosaurs did look great, and apparently they used more animatronics in this one than the, the last two. I guess the, the, there, there is, yeah, you're right. There's some there is some great visuals in, in this movie. And, and also, definitely animatronics.
0: Like the there's the bit with like the um Dimetrodons in the amber mines, which are practical as well. And you know, you know, again, set up as a pretty freaky scene, you know, where, where we're in a dark area, we're being guided by torches and well, I was gonna say torches and torches, like the electric kind and the, the flame kind. And these like Animatronic Demetrodons, they look good, like with their fins and just kind of popping out. Like, we've got some freaky moments there. The Dilophosaurus, like fantastic. Like, I've been holding out to you know the big triumphant return of these bastards, and we got some big like, actual full grown ones. And again, like a practical use of um you know all of those dinosaurs, which were which were great. um I'm, I mean, a bit frustrated that they could one could just be taken out by you know chris pratt choking it to death so that was kind <laughs> yeah. of um that was kind of uh disturbing um there's a whole bunch of new raptors that are that they come across in malta um what they call the Raptors, ghost tiger red and panthera um, four different colored or designed um uh, like raptor things it's- these are fine. I mean, for the most part, they're just like raptors. They're, the you know, inspiration from different, you know, like the raptors from Sauna, from The Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, a bit of a mix of, of you know, like the new ones as well. There's a couple shots though of these CGI, the, the CGI versions of them that just look, there's a pun here, but they look atrocious. They actually look horrendous. I was like, wow, that like, I, I don't understand how the CGI for this was so bad. And I'm not just being like, eh, look, it looked kind of hazy. Like, they actually looked horrendous. I don't know if you noticed or have any thoughts. On... Oh, missed it. No, I, no. I, I missed that, to be honest. I think there was one that was, like, standing right in front of Owen, and it was, like, as it, like, lunged towards it, it was just like, wow, this is so bad. <laughs> really, really bad. But there's... Oh, what's that other big one? When there's a plane, the plane attack again in the marketing, The I don't even know how to pronounce this one, but... But Zek like coteous thing, a big flying thing, not a pterodactyl. I mean, look, that was that was pretty cool. Like seeing that attack. That was plane. cool. Yeah. Even though the plane that, crashed. And yeah, no I liked that. Because, you know, plot armor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what that was there? a
1: that was a cool scene though. They think that it's gone, but it's not, it's above them. Yeah, I liked that.
0: Um but,
1: like a, you say though, that was in the trailers. Yeah.
0: The pyroraptor also in the in the trailer. It is good to see some more like accurate looking dinosaurs and and this pyro raptor is probably more like what you know the raptors really should have looked like the feathers the big claws the you know like not quite as big but like kind of they kind of like a big emu kind of terrifying a cool little scene but also the, the you know it was just hey that dinosaur's there and they're running and then Owen falls into the ice and then Owen's out of the ice somehow. And it's like, yep, cool. Superhero moment again.
1: Well, he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> he was, not cold yeah. at all. It was a
0: okay. He was a okay. <laughs> and they even, you know, tried to play it off as a joke. Like, I ah, would we'll just shrug it off. Like, yeah, you're not shaken by that, are you? No, all good. All good. And of
1: course, they were Can just you remember to like, ah. Last Action Hero where Arnie falls in the tar pit and he just wipes it off? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> all it. these years. They're still doing it. The big three, the big three in this movie. Um, number one, I'll start with this one that we um, get introduced to, the Therazinosaurus, if that's how you pronounce it, probably butchering that. You see it briefly, um, you know, when Claire sort of, you know, run through the woods. Um, then it comes back later for this big fight that had to take place for some reason against the gigana. Tessaurus and the Tyrannosaurus. Number one, not enough Tyrannosaurus in this movie. Uh, We also have a Mm, moment where the Giga and the T-Rex face off over a a dead deer. And I'm just like, for what reason did they not biff on them? Like, why did they not fight if they were already engaging? Like, they just decided to, I mean, I don't know, animals do whatever. And then the movie, you know, we get to the end and you've, you've got to, Big fight between the well, the the Giga and the T Rex again. Now they want to fight, and then the the Terror Zeno, you know, whatever the big bird thing gets involved as well. And I don't know. I mean, that fight between the Indominus and the Raptors and the and the T Rex in in a Jurassic World, where was even the crazy CGI over the top, like messy. It was like it was still pretty epic and crazy and there was a point to it it was also like hey here are these i guess in in quotations like real dinosaurs versus this monstrosity this you know like this offensive thing against nature and they sort of have this need to take it out whereas this it's just like oh just watching three big beasts just fight on i'm like is this what this franchise has become it is just there's no reason for it it's just hey you guys want to see big monsters biff on here you go. Okay, I guess I wanted to see that. <laughs> I, suppose. I
1: remember when, when we did our review of Fallen Kingdom, I said, I'm over T-Rex saving the day. Just being the hero. I love the T-Rex and especially <laughs> the Jurassic Park T-Rex. I really do. But this, it, they use it the same way every time. In these last few films they make t-rex into a hero and he comes and saves everybody
0: well she but i'll i'll, I'll just look hold will look past that yeah. um, <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, like, like she she kills whatever she's fighting or or whatever or saves the humans from something and then does that big roar i gotta say i felt like i didn't get that big roar in this Or well, like there's a bit at the end with like with the t-rex and the i cannot like what is this answer? the the big bird thing <laughs> the, the, the series of the big bird And they had the big roar like together And I'm like cool Are you guys now going to be fun? I don't know I don't really understand why the plot of, In the plot of this movie Amongst everything All the dinosaurs were called to the one space I don't understand why that happened But maybe that will make more sense If I ever watch this movie again But I don't understand why Ooh,
1: That's a bit telling
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it again Are you just showing your right card? Out. I know, I'm buying the Blu-ray. I'll watch it again. Okay. you know how many times? And you might watch three? it. No, I'll, I'll watch it again. But like you, I don't know when. How many
1: times have you seen Fallen Kingdom?
0: I've watched it two and a half times.
1: I've watched it three times.
0: Wow, you've watched it more than me. I watched it obviously at the cinema. I, I
1: don't know who's time. winning, me or you.
0: I watched it. I tried to watch it on the plane to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii that one time. Remember <laughs> I just want to mention that again. And I got halfway through and I was like, I could be spending my time better here. And I'm on a freaking plane for how many, God knows how many hours. And I'm like, I could be doing something better. <laughs> so I watched something else. Let me watch. I, I watched it again.
1: Did, oh, okay. I watched it at the movies. And then when it was a new release, watched it at home with a wife. And then about a month ago, getting ready for Dominion, I watched it for a third time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I just recently watched it again, fully the second time in anticipation for this masterpiece, which is great. But look, that is. <laughs> That, oh, one last thing about the T-Rex. There's that cool IMAX poster with with like where it's standing behind that like ring kind of feature thing. Yep, and it's pretty epic. I'm like, that's kind of cool and kind of clever. To see it in context, actually in the movie, was ridiculous. The fact like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the T-Rex actually paused when it went through it. Like, if yeah, it yeah. just walked past it, I would have been like, okay, that, that's fine. But it actually paused. <laughs> like Can you just imagine
1: like Universal fire. being like, fans will love it. We're going we're gonna to recreate the logo. <laughs> I, think this,
0: I think this movie, there was a lot of moments where it was like, fans are going to love that. And then
1: they tit it, <laughs> they
0: just put it in the movie, and it's like
1: what you said, like Ian Malcolm with a shirt, like yeah. Again, fans will love it. I mean, look, there's a there's a Let's lot of callbacks.
0: A there's a lot of callbacks to think like there's a I mean, there's a whole sequence where Ellie, this time accommodated by Claire, but she's you know with a walkie in her hand, gonna go reset the power, and you've got Malcolm also with a walkie guiding her, and I'm like. Where have we seen this before? Oh yeah, that first movie. Like we're revisiting things. Then there's more like you know, maybe not so subtle things. You know, like Ellie, you know, like uh, you know, looking at something amazed. Locus <laughs> takes her glasses off and amazed. You know, her sunnies off, and she's like, you know, Whoa. we've seen that before. There's even a very blink you miss it where these characters, yeah. you know, they're walking towards a door, and the door has one of those circle windows, and you see Chris Pratt's face. Looking into the into the, it's very quick. But I'm like, okay, they snuck that in there, much like the raptors at the you know approaching the kitchen door. I'm like, they're still doing it. They've been doing that this whole hey, yeah. And it's like that's wearing thin. I'm like,
1: can we go? Let's go back to Ellie Taylor. The way she takes off her glasses because that was a very specific thing that Sam Neil did in that first movie. And I've heard him talking interviews about. It, but in the script, it just says takes his glasses off but he didn't want it to be just taking glasses off. So he kind of fumbles it and takes them off. And it's and it's a moment like it's, you know, you think Alan Grant Well, like Ellie does he it, takes them off. Ellie does it as well when she does it, well, she does it straight after him. So, I mean, they both oh, that. Yeah. Okay. But maybe it's because he did it first. I, I don't know. It just, <laughs> it seemed more of a Alan Grant thing. You know what? I never really took away from, well, or when watching that first movie, I was never like, oh, I really hope Alan and Ellie get together. It was never really a thing. I mean, it eventually happens in this movie. But you know when you watch a movie when you're younger and then grown-ups just seem so much older? Yeah. I was shocked to find out that Laura Dern was 23 years old yeah in jurassic park one she's still looks um, older like in that movie than me right now as i sit here as a 31 just, that year old just, like huh? that just <laughs> blew my mind and and it just goes to show like casting back then i guess they've had to keep it because it's the same actors but potential love interests back in 93 20 years age gap between sam neill and laura dern That's, which is it's pretty bizarre.
0: Huge. I'm
1: thinking about it, yeah. age, but honestly, that blew my mind. I'm like, really? The actress was 23. I just, again, being a kid in '93, watching that first movie, and just thinking, she was just older. I don't know, like 23 <laughs> is so young. Great. Well, let's talk about that. I think I think that's our
0: segue into the the return of the OG trio. Like, you know, we've mentioned enough, and I guess it is a big selling point for this movie. And look, to be honest, the fact that Sam Neill, Lauren Dern, and Jeff Goldblum are back in this movie and not just in little cameo appearances or, you know, to bookend the movie in some degree, like they are part of things that are going on. I mean, the things that are going on are kind of stupid, but, you know, they are integrated yeah, the, yeah. into the plot. So that is integral.
1: A big. Yeah, positive about this movie. I really like how they were able to bring the new cast and the original cast together. I thought it fit together nicely.
0: Well, I suppose like the two plots just put them into the same place, which is this, you know, this the bias and this sanctuary thing. Actually, before we get into the the O.D. trio, like you know, we're talking about this movie being about. Well we were supposed. You know, what we were told was that it was, you know about these dinosaurs in the real world no longer isolated in this one space. So in this movie, we go to this place where the dinosaurs are isolated in this one place. Oh, like, they might as well have been on an island. They were in a freaking sanctuary, like they might as well have yeah. been on an island. What was the point?
1: Don't know. Anyway, so this
0: <laughs> the, because
1: the because the thing is, right? The end of the movie, the opening of the movie, it's too big for them to confine in one film. To focus on dinosaurs everywhere, which is more interesting. They still need to confine them. It's like you're saying they need to find a way to get all the characters together, they need to find a way to get all the dinosaurs together. Because they can't have them everywhere. I mean, look. I think a lot of the issues I have, and we will get to these, we will get to these
0: characters in a But a lot of the issues I, you know, which I can't help but have with this movie, I mean, there's a whole new set of problems. Um, but I mean, there was a lot of baggage, obviously, coming on from what had happened in Jurassic World and, and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, where it was like, you know, what they had set up was kind of stupid. Number one, in Jurassic World, they had already taken dinosaur DNA off the island. Like, Dr. Wu left with a briefcase full of them, like, full of embryos and stuff before the events of Fallen Kingdom happened. Fallen Kingdom, it's all about, hey, we got to save these dinosaurs, get them off the island, otherwise they're going to go extinct forever. Yet, and then the whole thing with the button and releasing those dinosaurs into the wild, yet there's only like 20 dinosaurs there, but like dinosaurs that have already been shipped off to like all over the, the, the planet and, you know, the embryos were everywhere. And then we're in this movie, we're in this movie, whereas none of that really mattered. Like if Maisie didn't press that stupid button, all of this stuff probably still would have happened because Bison are just making new dinosaurs they're just making all of them so even if they all those dinosaurs died at the um, you know the uh, the the mansion that they're in like this movie like there still would be dinosaurs in this whether it's in this sanctuary or in these facilities or on the black market like the dinosaurs were already out before the events of fallen kingdom even happened
1: and that's enough of that because,
0: like, oh, it's just.
1: But that was the thing, though, it's wasn't frustrating.
0: it? frustrating. It's so, really frustrating.
1: Fallen Kingdom, they no longer need Henry Wu because the dinosaurs are out there. Scientists can make their own dinosaurs. So then we go to Biosyn. So who's making the dinosaurs? Oh, yeah, it's Henry Wu. All right, okay. So, so he's still the only one that's making dinosaurs. <laughs>
0: Doesn't Malcolm actually say at the end, he's like, oh, this guy, it's always this guy. Like, ridiculous." Oh, we'll get it's to always him. This guy? We'll get to him in a sec. Hey, All
1: right. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I'll, the OG, the OG.
0: like I said, the one, well, like you said, actually, but I agree with you, one of the highlights of this movie is this trio and having them back, and it's great. It's wonderful. It's not done perfectly. I've got some thoughts, but it is nice seeing them. I couldn't help but feel like, This is cool. This is fan like you know. This is pretty awesome. We're seeing them back, seeing uh, you know Alan and Ellie, you know like sort of hanging out doing something. Alan Grant's got his hat. You know it's it's great to see. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm so glad Ellie didn't actually end up wearing that red out. You know the outfit that looked exactly like (laughs) Jurassic Park outfit the whole movie because that would have just been eh, a little bit too on the nose. But I mean like it worked for one scene. Like you mentioned, like, their romantic um, sort of thing in, in this movie, like, I just felt it was so corny and cheesy. This is the downside to it. Like...
1: It just happened. Yeah. The, like, the it way just it was, all of a sudden it happened. The, the kissing, way it
0: was portrayed in, the, in that original movie, you know, it was subtle. It was like you had to actually yeah. listen to the, the, the conversations, the dialogue to actually work out, oh, they are together. You know, they're a little bit, like, she helps him with his, like, you know whatever that bandana thing is that he has around that grant has around his neck at the start of that first movie and it's like okay that's sort of yeah like okay there's maybe something they're close but they could just be friends they could just be friends they could just be work bodies very close but then it's the conversations between him and and malcolm you know when they're in the car alone and it's like oh is she available it's like why and it's like oh you two are yeah 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 oh, okay cool and that's it and there's a bit where they, obviously, they meet up later and, they, you know, they brace each other. They're like, "Wow, like, you know, it's so glad you're okay and blah, blah, blah. That's their relationship. And then it's an exchange of looks, you know, when they're on the plane of like, yeah, you could, be a, you could be a dad and you'd be a great dad. And that's Alan Grant's whole arc in that movie. In this movie, his arc is, I'm really, I'm still in love with Ellie. And at the end of the movie, I'm going to kiss her. And he kisses her. Yeah. I'm like he's not happy. He's, he's lonely. Yeah. It's like but she had a husband and a kid. Yeah, and
1: they're divorced <laughs> now. When
0: they're divorced now.
1: Oh, no, but she's still got a kid out there somewhere. <laughs> I guess he's older. He's grown.
0: I think she's, so she uh, they've got she's got two. They've got two kids. Yeah, because she had a she had Charlie and a baby. She had a baby as well. Ellie's character has a lot more to do in this movie. uh, you know, over the other two legacy characters as you will like she's the one driving that that side of the story she's the one that's like this is the thing that's going on and the plot is i guess related to her paleobotanistiness, whatever the word is and you know it's about plants and you know like you know the ecosystem and stuff so like, it makes sense i'm like cool she's the one bringing alan along she's the one like meeting up with malcolm and you know getting the intel and all of that so i'm I'm like, cool, she has a moment. It's
1: good for her. She does, but I really like all three of them together and how they brought them together. How automatically Alan is suspicious of Ian, oh, this guy, <laughs> well, this, this guy again. But really, he'd been working with someone on the inside and he brought Ali there initially. So I like how they're all playing their different parts, but then they're very much still the character's that we know from those previous films. Yeah. Like Grant still
0: hates technology and computers and yeah. Ian Malcolm. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it is. There's some good exchanges. There's yeah. some nice little moments that just they make my heart so light up. And I'm like,
1: together. he
0: hates him so yeah. much. And like, Jeff Goldblum is a delight. A couple of his you know, scenes don't quite land and it feels a little bit like, okay. But I mean, that is that eccentric character i remember you mentioned you know, like his yeah, appearance yeah, in Fallen is, Kingdom, yeah. where it was like that doesn't feel like malcolm in either because you know from jurassic yeah. park to the lost world where he's a little bit more bitter and cynical there was a jarringness to his character and i feel like this movie did have a bit of a blend of both where it still had his fun nature but also still like the hey look when shit gets serious I'm going to use my deeper voice, you know, like he's. And I'm like, I kind of got a bit yep. of both, and I like that. I, I did it. Was a delight seeing them back. I just wish they were back in a better movie about dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Well, but whenever, yes,
1: yeah, whenever we're with them now and enjoying those characters so much, and then we have to go and spend time with Owen and Claire. Ah. Oh. Okay. Did you feel that as well? At weird? least when they were. I like, yeah.
0: I was like. I Owen back and Claire.
1: To <laughs> I think we're better when they were with the original characters or actors because I was enjoying them more. Sometimes yeah. it can happen when you bring back the originals, it can it can overshadow. Well, it just kind of makes you realize new... how, how stupid <laughs> the characters are or how pointless. Look, but well, it just makes them. It makes them sound just. It makes them just appear less interesting. Like, you know, Owen Grady, his relationship with the Raptors, he was training them. You know that was interesting in Jurassic World, and I don't know, it was wearing a bit thin in Fallen yes. Kingdom. Yeah. Like Chris Pratt, still Chris Pratt is likable, but when you're getting characters like Alan Grant, Ellie Satler, Ian Malcolm. There's so many more layers to them. Oh, what <laughs> I will say though—a positive about Claire—at least this time she's running in flats. They didn't have her running in heels again. I didn't oh, notice they, that. They make it a big point in
0: *Fallen Kingdom* that you know when she gets off that plane that there's a big shot of her boots. Like they've they course corrected oh, that a, a whole movie ago. <laughs> don't, don't you worry? But, like the at least with with Alan, Ellie, and 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 Ian, you know, you know the original trio, like at least in this movie with such a shitty like script like at least at least there's there's something happening with these characters like even if grant's story arc is not the best at least there's still something there you know like there's there's something going on and you know they they've given something interesting for Malcolm to do you know like his whole like I'm the man on the inside and um you know (laughs) it's not really me it's this guy but you know like I'm I'm here and I'm gonna give you some zingers and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some commentary on how ridiculous things are and yeah and, and they use his character to point out how ridiculous the Owen Grady character is just like you know like you made a promise to a dinosaur like you're carrying a velociraptor on your back like there's there's those things
1: going on and he has an
0: epic moment with the toy you know with the with the flare or the torch or whatever the hell he's got and you know he's
1: doing that thing again yeah to distract the dinosaurs yeah. decoy yeah he has he has some good moments but moments. again words spoken by goblin in this movie that's bananas
0: <laughs> i did enjoy the bit at the cave. i was like oh i didn't expect a pin i didn't expect a pin code <laughs> what do i do i Oh man, this is stressful. <laughs> like, this is
1: honestly, I, I just I feel like because you know seeing all the episodes now of the world according to Jeff Goldblum, it's it's hard to recognise like who who is this? Is this Ian Malcolm or is this Jeff Goldblum? I feel like <laughs> they're just bleeding into
0: they each one. other. They become one. Jeff <laughs> finds a way, um, but at least with these characters, look, there's there's something either interesting happening or they've at least attempted to have some sort of uh, excuse of a of a of a story arc for him. When you when you get to Claire and Owen, there's no story arc there. It's I've got to rescue our adoptive kid, who may or may not be a clone. And then there's that retconning kind of story to it as well, where it's like, ah, she's not really a clone. She's like more like a she's like a fertility baby, but just like just from one person. And then her DNA was changed anyway, so she's not an exact copy. And it's like is she a freaking clone or not? Like, just tell me so I know how to feel. Do yeah. I hate this or not? Like, I don't know if you're trying to fix this for me or if you're just making me more angry. And then I, I I don't know, man. Like,
1: I mean, for they're not the characters. Character, they're they not characters. they fixed it for the... Well, the character of Maisie, they... She has a, fixed she has a story that, story like, they made She has a story. She has a story. And Isabella Sermon, she's great. Really... Liked her in this. And, yeah, I do like how they fixed the up for her so it's not as tragic. Like, she wasn't just a test tube baby. Like there was more to it than that. And that her mum actually, you know, gave birth. And even though, like say, is she a clone? She's not. Like, what is she? Anyway, yeah, I think they did improve on, on her story.
0: I feel like there wasn't... For Maisie herself, she got a bit of closure to... Like, who am I? What was I made for? Is there like, and, you know, we we had a cool little, like, through video footage, like, almost like a flashback of, you know, like, the, you know, her mother, Charlotte Lockwood, you know, like, on Isla Sauna doing things on that second island. Like, I'm like, okay, we're we're also getting a little bit more Site B mythology kind of thrown in. I'm like, hey, there's some interesting thing they're kind of teasing us with, but not really doing anything with at all. That was kind of cool, I guess. But then at the end of it, it's like, hey, is she still, like, a legal human being or not? Like, will the government take her away? I I, I don't know. Is she allowed to still live with Claire and Owen and be their kid or... Like, at the beginning of the movie, it kind of makes it sound like she's a wanted, like... Criminal slash abomination against nature. I, I don't know, but the movie does. And then It just not that. Just I
1: mean, I mean, the arc rebellious teenager, daughter, the end. That's it. <laughs> yes, mom, dad. Oh, come here.
0: Yeah, like she refers to them as like, they're my parents. And I was like, that's, that's there you go. go. That's good. I was worried at go. first with her. I was like, oh, you're kind of annoying because maybe it's just the bratty teenager aspect of it, but she came good, like, immediately. She did, and, and she one, was pretty
1: much, Once she was kidnapped, like, was, she was like... like
0: she, she was doing yeah. fine. She was doing good, actually. Four, and, four
1: years ago, like, she was trapped in that cabin for a long time. I know we've touched on him, but let's talk bd Wong as Dr. Henry Wu. Didn't think what we were going to get from this film would be... Him getting redeemed, yeah. So he's he been comes like out. he's been and, and he, villainous for two movies, yeah, and then without his any- whole time, but he's <laughs> instrumental in helping Maisie. Like, no, 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 no. Listen, I've got all the information I can tell you about your mom.
0: <laughs>
1: he, he saves the day.
0: Oh man, like he he how many times in this movie did he have to explain what he wanted to do with Maisie and beta? Like, we got it the first time when you mentioned it. But then he explained it again. He explained it to Maisie. He explained it to Dodgson. He then explained it to everybody else at the end of the movie. (laughs) It's like, okay, like we get it. Oh my God, like stop explaining it. We, we, yeah. yeah. And he's just, he's just sad in this movie. He's just like, I've done wrong. I've, you know, the, the, I'm going to destroy humanity, blah, 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 with this thing that I, nothing to do with the dinosaurs, nothing. But the thing he did with the locusts, that's the thing that's going to, oh my yep. God, I made a mistake. I'm like, what the, what, 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 what the, like, again, like, no, he just, it's, it's it, its a new character with zero development since when we last saw him, where he was like a sniveling, evil, like little guy, I, I don't know, whatever. And he didn't even die. He didn't even die. He actually said, at the end of the movie, when he was like, hey, this is the end, you know, when he tells you for the, 20th time this is the answer to stopping this locust issue and, and i'm like cool now they know now he can die like the t-rex should eat it, the giga should eat nope. him. someone should freaking no, have redeemed henry him henry Wu. ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and it, he's like, no it's, longer the villain that will oh, then kill him just speaking of villains though so this so we've got this returning character lewis dodgson yeah, briefly seen in the you know like uh, at the beginning of Jurassic Park the original film he's the guy that gives Nedry the you know the shaving cream uh, sa- shaving cream yeah, can to g- take the embryos off the island ultimately dooming Jurassic Park like he's the guy behind everything going wrong essentially he's that original butterfly which chaos followed from in this movie i mean besides seeing the t- the, the the can of um, you know barbasol shaving cream, which uh, God knows how he even got that can, but <laughs> he has it. Um, you know, there's no there's no reference or there's no revelation that the characters eventually find out of his past. There's no real reason this character needed to be the character that it was, except for I guess being like again, everyone in the writers room being like. Oh, the fans will love it if we bring Dodge back. It's that whole Dodge them, Dodge them. We got Dodge in here. Nobody actually cares. Yeah. Or if you are going to bring nope. him back, and that <laughs> I would have cared if you actually had done something interesting with him. But what this movie does instead is, this is your villain, and he's villainous, and we're going to tell you he's the villain without him actually doing anything villainous because we're going to show him and we're going to play that music that's all creepy and villainous-like. He's essentially standing there twirling his invisible moustache. That's what this character does every scene he's in until he dies.
1: Yeah, and and he he does die. But but do you know what I mean? What I said a while ago, now it seems, when we first (laughs) mentioned it's it's as if it's a completely different character. From that first Jurassic Park film, when we've, First, and then we first see him in this film in his with Alan Grant, Elisala, and he's having those awkward interactions, and then he excuses himself, he's watching them, and then whenever you see him for the rest of the movie, he's acting completely different. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it just like- seemed
1: like okay, so they're doing something different. There's a quirkiness to this character, but again, different to what we'd had in that previous movie. But then they just seemed to leave that behind. Like they were making it out like he was like a rich eccentric type. And then he's just standard villain.
0: So I I mean, I felt it was I mean, yeah, he, he probably had yeah, it's like he had a few quirks at the start of the movie, you know, it's sort of like he just kept talking and about then, he, like And food. then they completely like, we gotta get some food on, we gotta, yeah. you know, like and then after that it was just he was just angry at everyone.
1: And they leave it, yeah. And then these a <laughs> <are> different <laughs> like, character again.
0: And it,
1: um, so it's like between Jurassic Park, the opening of this film, and then for the rest of the film, three different versions of the same character.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the only interesting thing about him is that his demise at the, you know, at the mouths of the Dolophosaurus or the Dolophosaurs, you know, are poetic in a way, which I suppose is what they were going for. You know, he sent Nedry off to, essentially indirectly sending Nedry off to his death at the mouths of the of a Dolophosaurus, he met the same fate. I mean, I guess that's poetic. That's obviously what they're going for. But and
1: I mean, that was cool. yeah, the those dinosaurs, thing. They're, they're cool. They the cool. and the thing, you know, they're No, they're cool. But do you know always? I don't know, like in this movie, people just always seem to be surprised at what those dinosaurs do. Like the dinosaur just leaning, he's like, "Hey, what do you got there? What you doing?" And then it spits. Like, oh my god! Oh no! It's like, but it's like, what? You know what these are? Like anyway. But like this
0: movie and the villains, right? Like. Again, with, with Dodgson, they—it's just so over the top. It's crazy. It's like, like I said, he might as well have just been sitting there twirling his evil mustache, and being like, <laughs> "I'm the villain. I'm doing things for some reason." I'm like, "But yeah, the why. <laughs> why? Are you, why are you doing this? Why is it happening?" And then there's a whole bunch of you know, whether it's like biased goons or you know the hired help. We've got these two new characters for some reason. Um, Rain Delacourt, this, this random character played by Scott Hayes who kidnaps Maisie and Beta, And we've got Sayona Santos, who's played by Ditchin Larchman, who is just some woman on the Bison payroll that's there in Malta and doing things. And, uh, I mean, like, these aren't characters. Again, they're just, like, sniveling a little, hey, 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 we're henchmen. Uh, and they, the worst thing about that Sayona character is that rather than point a gun at Owen and shoot him dead, she points a little red laser beam thing at him, and then the Atrociraptors chase him. I'm like, oh, we're bringing that back again because <sighs> that was so smart. Yeah. In <laughs> oh man, I can't do it. I can't. Oh, it's it's something. But well, she else didn't that...
1: want to get her hands dirty. She didn't want to kill him. Herself, the, di- dinosaurs the dinosaur's do dinosaur. Dinosaur it. did it.
0: The dinosaur, <laughs> like, I don't know, throw like a uh, throw a stake at him or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just oh, I hate the the I hate the little red beam thing. It's just, just ridiculous, man. Oh, what else can we talk about? So the genre of this movie, like, I mean, what is this movie? What like? Uh, Jurassic Park, both the original film and the the Michael Crichton novel or novels, even including the Lost World, like there were some heavy sci fi elements in there, and there was this whole you know the thing about playing God, messing with genetics, and like and Crichton novels can get into very heavy zany sci fi stuff, which is fantastic, but they're intelligent, they're actually based on real science and. There's real conversations to be had and real theories to talk about and discuss and delve into. Um, you know, we mentioned this stupid locust rubbish that's all going on. But this movie, I mean, there's two things. The espionage side of this movie is it, we've got that OG crew, we've got Grant, Sattler, and Malcolm infiltrating this facility and like sneaking around and, you know, like using a secret pass and, putting on hazmat suits and blah 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 dodging security cameras and guards i was like what is this and then we've also got just this just you know the other side of the espionage thing where it's like a jason Bourne, bad james bond movie with like you know like claire jumping on rooftops owen riding his motorbike through malta you know these exotic locations and these car chases that don't mean anything and he's punching people and knocking people out indestructible. I don't know what this movie is trying to be like, it's trying to be this like heavy sci-fi thing, but it just goes into this rubbish and I just don't get why. Like it really, it felt like a bad James Bond movie mixed with fast and furious. Just wonky, not wonky, just bonkers, yeah. wacky stuff. I, yeah, combine those two words, you get you get wonky. This movie ends up being wonky. Because and that's what of- I
1: was saying. Like when it decides to be a Jurassic Park film, it's a lot more. Eventually. When there's a car upside down,
0: there's a dinosaur, and it's about to eat people, which it doesn't. But you know, like I don't know. Did the Giga eat anything? Did the Giga eat? Anything, any person. I feel like there's just not enough death in this movie. Yeah. Um the music. The music. I want to hear your thoughts on the music and then I'll give you mine.
1: (laughs) The music was very heavy-handed. But it it did it work. The Jurassic Park music used to be reserved for the dinosaurs what they do in this film they give the jurassic park theme to the original actors and then the jurassic world theme obviously goes to owen and claire but they they use it a lot but which is nice to hear you know the john williams jurassic park theme but it it worked for the most part i mean it sounded like jurassic park but i'm I prefer it when now with the first time when we saw from Alan Grant's perspective and Ellie Satellite in that first Jurassic Park film, and you got them seeing the dinosaurs, and the use of the Jurassic Park theme there works really well. Whereas again, in this movie, they're just using it to show a difference between the characters who you're following.
0: Yeah. This the music in this movie, I mean, much like I, I said, like with the villains, how it's like there's a certain type of music they use to tell you that this person this character is a villain it's like the music here is manipulative and not in like a not in a clever way where it's like you know oh the music's making me feel you know like like that brachiosaurus moment in jurassic park where it's like the music is an element mixed with the characters reactions the performances the visuals of the brachiosaurus the the way it's shot and angled and everything and the sound, like the sound effects, you know, the, all of that just combined with that music. And it's like, this is creating a core memory. (laughs) This is creating an emotion. That's how you use music in a film with this. Like you said, it is just to be like, Hey, here's Alan Grant. Cue Jurassic Park music. Here's Owen Grady. Yeah. Cue Jurassic World music. It's like, cool. Overall, look, Michael Giacchino. It happened Michael, a lot. Michael Giacchino is is a king when it comes to, for me anyway, when it comes to the movie scores. Like I love what he does, um, and he did a great job, you know, doing that Jurassic World score. Fantastic. Um, I like a lot of uh, a lot of the tracks there. Like all the new music he made, like he made for this film. I'm like completely non memorable. I I don't know. This is his bad day at the office any semblance of like, hey, I like what I'm hearing is when we are getting those Jurassic Park motifs or I guess even the Jurassic World motifs. I mean, is it because yeah. it's familiar? I mean, yes. But, I mean, that's also why I can't give him any good marks because I'm like, it's, it's just what I've
1: heard but already. It's playing and the, and it's confusing. Playing, playing the greatest hits. With Jurassic World... It was really reserved on how much of the John Williams theme he used. Yeah, like you know, like, they played it at certain moments, and it was grand moments. Whereas you're right, it's go from character to character, it's the world theme, it's the park theme. Yeah, it's just, yeah. that's I what I mean. The, it wasn't at all at all. The music was, I think, just another
0: disappointing aspect of of this film, which wasn't which wasn't great. Um, all right we've already spoken about was like Claire and, and Owen and stuff like that, but there's a whole bunch of other returning characters that just seem to be in this movie for the sake of being in the movie, which is, um, which is good. I suppose, um, Justice Smith and Daniela, Daniela Pineda are back very briefly, um, for, uh, like a scene at the start of the movie with Claire. And I gotta say, look, the two of them, a lot less annoying in this one scene so i'm like okay cool big tick there i I guess but again they don't use them for the rest of the movie justice smith shows up again as franklin sort of halfway through the movie i suppose i don't know where it is you know as like a cia agent thing and he gets another scene i guess but i i I don't know just i don't understand why having these characters back was needed we also get omar sai back as barry the french guy from jurassic world you know like uh Owen Grady's, you know, raptor training buddy. So he's back for one scene in Malta. Again, just seemed like he was there for the sake of being there. Apparently, all the ex-Jurassic World um staff work for the CIA now or something ridiculous like that. There's even a shot with, you know, where Franklin's going through his iPad and it's like, oh, there's the, you know, there's that guy from Jurassic World. There's that chick from Jurassic World. It's, it's- <laughs> I mm. I don't understand. I mean, yeah, yeah, look, they wanted to shoehorn in. And that was a thing that I think, like, Colin Trevorrow was open about. He, you know, previously he was like, I don't want to shoehorn characters in for the sake of it. And here, in this, here he is in this movie being like, well, let's just bring them back for some reason. Let's bring these guys back for some reason. Let's show these two characters for some reason. And I don't know. I honestly don't know why. Just, just they have new characters or just don't have those scenes because frankly, they're all pointless.
1: Yeah, but this is the end of the Jurassic saga.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. know, I guess it it depends how does at the box office. Um, I think you know, regardless of you know what's going to come next, because yeah, they'll they're going to make more. Of course, they will. All oh, right, we'll talk future. We'll talk future. To say. Okay, some new
0: characters yeah. that we have in this. Um, well, there's mainly only two others that we that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. Um the Wonder Wise plays Kayla Watts. You would have seen her in the trailer as the yeah, the the pilot, the one that's, you know, on the plane's getting attacked. She's there, so she's in this movie doing things. And I I don't know if her name is literally meant to be a joke or not, but the character Kayla Watts. Like, Killer Watts? I mean, am I the only one seeing that or (laughs) I don't know, is that a thing?
1: I didn't pick up on her I, I do like <laughs> the character but it's it's a very it's a very straightforward character isn't it and I get it new character part 6 in a franchise but she's the kind of not good guy not bad guy somewhere in the middle like reluctant she sees something yeah she sees hero. something <laughs> it's not quite right but she turns a blind eye regrets it Steps and that's up, it yeah Push into the wind, and I'm going to put my life on the line, and I'm going to and save that girl. That's her character,
0: and now she's there, and yeah, offering a bit of comic relief, I guess. Like until we get, you know, until Malcolm gets to be introduced to the group, it's like she's the comic relief there. I, I it's okay. <laughs> it's
1: just, oh, yeah, he's okay. I yeah nothing special. I do just like it. Not really, you know. I've not really got got like an issue again. Like with it being a straightforward character, but you know, there's already so many other characters and.
0: In is, characters
1: in a movie she was fine.
0: in a movie like this, you know, like where like you know, there's meant to be threat from you know like dinosaurs and things like that. Sometimes you do just need extra characters, cannon fodder. You know, like it is, it is an aspect of the films that sort of by design is there. But like all these new like characters, it's like none of them are there for that. It, it's, I mean, her character really is there because they need a plane at the end of the movie. This is what happened when they were writing this. Like, okay, we need. We need them to all get on a plane at the end of this movie and fly away from the sanctuary. Okay, we need a pilot character. Cool. We'll write that in. Hey, we can also have her fly them there. That would, yeah, that saved, that solves it. That's what happened. That's literally, I guarantee it. That is what happened by design. Now, this other character, um, Mamadou Athie, who plays Ramsey Cole, I've got to say, probably a highlight. I... I like this guy there's something about his performance i'm like he just has sort of like a charisma to him and you know i didn't see the if you want to call it a little bit of a the twist where it turns out he is the he's the one that's given malcolm the intel there was something there to him again wouldn't have minded right. if he was a yes. bit of cannon fodder yeah. but um yeah i kind of liked him but uh, you know yeah i've got character.
1: to i've got to be honest. got to be honest when you first said ramsey cole i was Racking my brain thinking, who even is that? <laughs> <laughs> but then we that, that's why I was like, ah, because you look, remind to be honest. Me. But when you did, though,
0: <laughs> if not, blind, I like if him as a character, there,
1: I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like him as a character because he actually did keep me guessing to the point where he's like, could he turn? Is he really? I good? thought he was gonna turn again, but yeah, I did again, like.
0: But there wasn't yeah. enough sinister music behind him, so yeah, he obviously wasn't.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. But, uh, but although I liked him in the movie, and now we're talking about him, yeah, I really like him. <laughs> when you first mentioned him, I'm thinking I've absolutely no idea who he was talking about. <laughs> well, this I had actor, to play catch up.
0: this actor, I've never. I mean, I might have seen him in something, but I don't recognise him from anything. I, I so I don't think I've seen him in, in anything that, that that I can remember. Anyway, but again, like, there's something really interesting about this guy. I don't know if it's just the way. Like, his actor, his accent, sorry, his, his accent, like, I don't know what it is, but it's just, like, there's something really almost hypnotic about it, almost like a Jeff Goldman kind of quality. You just can't look away. But, again, maybe I'm I'm probably getting a little bit too excited about this guy, but um, I just thought it was something. In, I think amongst everything that's going on, I'm just, like, there's a there's a bright, shiny light, and it's this guy, and I'm like, oh, a, I want to praise this movie where I can, so that's something. Which is good. Um, okay, look, I'm, I, I kind of already mentioned it a couple of times already, but the the stakes in this movie. I mean, look, this is, again, pitched as the big finale, the, the end of an era. We've got legacy characters. Um, you know, it's also the end of, like, the Jurassic World trilogy as such. These characters should be, you know, like up for grabs essentially in terms of um they could meet their demise in this movie yeah, it, it is something that could have been a thing um it's not <laughs> but also like the movie which hey this one is is the one where dinosaurs are all over the world i'm gonna be honest i thought this movie was gonna have the potential to have the biggest dinosaur eating death count yeah
1: across all the movies
0: i Honestly, can only remember two people being eaten.
1: Dodgson?
0: Dodgson's one. And the guy on the yep. scooter <laughs> in Malta. Oh. From, like, the
1: kind of tosaurus. The what about the guy at the beginning on the news heading to work? He gets taken out. Okay,
0: three. <laughs> three.
1: It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, this there's, could have had the potential. especially being death, man. Yeah. And there's so being many being built as the so last many, chapter, which so many we know it won't be.
0: Even if it's yeah. not even just the the established characters we've got. Like I'm like, ah, they don't want to kill them. All right, whatever. Like we go to a we go to a facility where there's you know just no name background characters. We're in Malta, you know. There's a, and look, maybe a couple of the the stupid villainous goons got eaten by the Atrociraptors. I don't know. I missed it because I was zoning out during that whole debacle of a cinematic experience I was having. Um,
1: (laughs) You would think that a Jurassic world would be a lot more dangerous. A A Jurassic world should be more dangerous. Yeah, just, you know, a world where there's dinosaurs that would be more dangerous. Whereas you've said already that so many of the dinosaurs are actually located where the heroes are. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: yeah get the all okay
0: <laughs> again like there's so many there are still so many like wild ones essentially but it's like yeah you know like again when we last saw blue at the end of the last movie it was like she was overlooking this like little town it's like man she would have she would have feasted she would have gone in there and just like torn people apart and it's like in this movie what we get is like all you gotta do is put your hand up And dinosaurs just like, leave your line now. It's like, I thought that was a thing that was reserved to Owen and that relationship that was so, you know, heavily developed between him and Blue that it was, you know, I just felt like, number one, Blue's still not a threat. And now it's just like any dinosaur response to a character putting their hand up, like, they're... Like this feels like The Walking Dead, where it's like the zombies aren't even a threat anymore. It, like this, this is what this is. Like they're so complacent. The dinosaurs are not a threat. And then, like someone, I don't know. There just honestly wasn't enough death in this movie. I just don't believe it. Like hearing more, you say there's that, more death in a Disney movie I, these days. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think I am. I, I, I miss that, and I, it's making me like would be less. Just yeah, you're right. There was <laughs> like you had it as
0: a certain rating, and now you're like, of, nope. yeah. knocking some points off for that. So I I, I, I mean, I'm,
1: my my rating, my rating is is what it is. But yeah, that you made a good point there. Like, this was their chance, I and mean, we we don't want to see the heroes die, really. But at the same time, yeah, no, I definitely I mean, look, don't want to see the originals.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, they could have been. I'll, I'll be honest. It would have been confronting if, say, like you know, like Sam Neill got taken out, and it was like, I'd, I'd be sitting and being like, look, I honestly don't know how I feel about it, and I, I guess I can't know until unless that happened. But again, I wouldn't have blamed the movie for being ballsy and being like, let's take out a legacy character. Maybe not Alan Grant, but you know, I think like
1: if I was to. Put
0: money on it. I would have
1: been Ian like, Malcolm. Alice. Ian Malcolm.
0: Like, I mean, he died in the original book. They somehow managed to bring him back for the second book. Um, they they were going to kill him in that original movie, but um Jeff Goldblum himself actually convinced Ooh, Spielberg to let him well, live. You. A bit of trivia there. How's that? But <laughs> oh, could have been cool. a could have been a way to do it. And again, like these new these new characters that they've you know we've got an abundance of new characters that also could have served their part. Been taken out. Henry Wu redeemed himself. Gave them the key to like how to save the world. Essentially, like yes, this movie is about saving the world. Holy shit, that would have been just get swooped up. Like I, I don't know. It's very just disappointing on that thing. Um, before we get to the whole like grand finale and how like the the ending sort of 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 this whole Jurassic saga ends. Is there anything else idiotic in this movie that you want to talk about? I just, I've got this whole section about other idiotic, other idiotic things that I think. We,
1: it's like open floor. Well, do you, do you have any more points? Maybe you'll jog my memory.
0: I'm just going to start spurting things. Okay. See. So, okay.
1: Good. All right. The
0: so when the plane crashes, I'm like, they both should have died. <laughs> Owen, Owen and uh, Kilowatts should have died. <laughs> um the i mean the the when the when they light the uh the locusts on fire and they fly out into the you know into the air and stuff it's like how long were those freaking things on fire for not only like their bodies oh, permanently would, but let their wings yeah, permanently <laughs> like their wings would have been incinerated they shouldn't have been able to fly anymore so like that's pretty ridiculous um
1: Well, I think they they were just as surprised on the ground because they kind of thought they would just burn them up and kill them. I mean, that's... Yeah, they ended up being extremely flammable.
0: Super, super beast. Oh, do you know what? I said before before we watched this movie, I said to my wife, I was like, just in just a passing comment, I was like, you know what, like the type of movie that this movie is probably going to be, again, referring to what Fallen Kingdom was, I was like, they're probably going to open the movie with like a recap. In some in some degree, and they they literally do it like I mean, they don't go previously on, you know, Jurassic World, but with that news sort of summary thing, it's just like that's. I guess that's like how they think the audience is, you know, like in, intellectually. They're like, we need to tell them exactly what happened in the last movie, otherwise, they won't know what's going on. Un- untrue. And the way to they be do fair, it, it's, though, it's so expositiony. Beautiful
1: i know but there, there is going to be people that need that though like not everybody is like us that is going to go back and do a full rewatch of the first five movies in anticipation of the new one you don't need to do a whole rewatch i mean you can remember need, hey at the end of the movie, know. clone girl dinosaurs a movie, in the real world cool and <laughs> <A laughs> And you know it made now nah, i don't know i, I didn't need it personally Personally, because, you know, I was up well, to speed. I mean, I guess- there will be people that a bit of time in between the last one and this one.
0: I mean, another argument that could be made would be like, okay, if we are going to give that sort of catch-up
1: and let people know what's
0: going on, tell it to us or show it to us in your story and through your characters. Don't just give an exposition dump of a stupidly put-together news piece. It just... I mean... It was sort of like the beginning of Fallen Kingdom as well, open with a news story. And it's like, oh, the island's got a volcano on it now. It's going to blow up. What the f- okay. <laughs> what? And this is just like, it's been four years since the destruction of Isla Nublar and, you know, dinosaurs are roaming all over the world. And then cue some shots of, you know, again, that footage that we had seen from the Battle at Big Rock. And it's like... Ah, oh, the movie opened essentially with the sour taste in my mouth. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is that kind of movie again." There's nothing. Changing. I'm going to keep thinking of some dumb things. <laughs> see if anything pops into my mind. But is there anything you had issues with, or more positive we'll things
1: about a lot of them? Positive. Um, hmm, positive, positive. I was like thinking back to walking out of this movie and I watched it with my brother-in-law and he's like, what do you think? And I just said, wasn't as good as Top Gun.
0: Isn't that the thing? I mean, whether a good comparison. I mean, a a, a movie, you know, a, a sequel 30 years later or something like that, legacy characters, a new generation of characters. I mean, we, we rated We've read that movie and, and, I mean, you loved it. I I really enjoyed it. I gave oh, it a high yeah.
1: praise. I, um, I give it a five. I did recognise as well when I said that, oh, it wasn't as fun as Top Gun, which is a very, very high standard. But then I thought about it. It's like, but what was the big difference between Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World Dominion? One was just lots of fun. I
0: mean, to, to be a little bit more romantic about it, it's like, They respected the original movie, Um, and I'm not saying that lightly. Like this is, and this is me holding back a lot of anger. It's like in that first Jurassic World movie, it they showed that it was like, look, they've got something to to say. There is a care and a respect of what had come before. You know, like treating the the dinosaurs like animals rather than monsters, and then. That last movie and this movie just shows that it's like, you know what, no, I think they got lucky with that first one, like they don't respect that original movie or you know like what made that great the the story, the characters, and honestly, like it's actually hurtful it's it's like, and look i wouldn't I wouldn't be like this for any old franchise, but I mean, this franchise in particular, I'm like, just how can they get it so wrong? It really is. I think it it comes down to just not respecting it. And with Top Gun, they yeah. they did just that. They respected that original movie. They played on on certain aspects of nostalgia, and like I say, you know, like the corniness and cheesiness work. They brought back legacy characters, handled them well. You know, like
1: so, good, like, yeah, Top Gun, yeah, we, we've done it. Like we have, we have, <laughs> we we have but just I didn't mean
0: to take as but take as back to, and bring it
1: up. But honestly, it, yeah,
0: it shows just what can be done and what and what should be it, done it like, really does i think the equivalent here is the star wars pre uh sequel trilogy <laughs> like yeah, yeah it's, force uh, yeah. awakens is is the is the jurassic world where i'm like jurassic know, world lots of it's, a good comparison. it's essentially kind of the same movie but like they're modern and new and yeah oh, doing some other stuff and and then it's like oh look it kind of got a little bit Kind of a little bit messy with like the second one and then the third one was just like wow bit of a misfire did they really plan this you know a little, <laughs> a
1: little peek behind the curtain for listeners I got to see this a day early because so I went to the Perth premiere which was a great experience actually going to to the premiere but as soon as I walked out at the screening I knew that it was gonna be 24 hours before you watched it <laughs> I just walked out of the film and I just thought Jason is not going to like this film. <laughs> it is everything he was worried about, and I purposely didn't communicate much with you until after you'd seen the film. Well, obviously just, we obviously talked about just went
0: until like, now. I can't, I can't because I just, it is like yeah, I, it, it's 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 really Like sometimes you know, when I watch a movie and I'm like, oh, yeah, like that was like it could be like that was crap. And look, I'm not saying this movie's crap, but when, what kind of real? I'm like, you know, oh, like that was crap. Well, that was a shitty movie. I move on. I'm like, yeah, what is? But sometimes, much like how I felt walking out of Fallen Kingdom, I was like, I'm actually upset. Like, I'm upset at how bad this movie was. And then, like I said, this one does have some aspects that make it better than Fallen Kingdom. Not by much, but just. And you know how I feel about Fallen Kingdom. So that's not saying much, but there's still aspects. Obviously, we've, we've touched on a
1: few of them, but
0: yeah it's just you knowing know, like, how you
1: feel it's hurtful man like it's, it's really upsetting. Yeah.
0: it's just ah, because like I mean at work um you know I've got a I've got a team of people that I manage and you know each team has like a different theme and um, my team was gracious enough to let me run it with a with a dinosaur theme which essentially is secretly a Jurassic Park theme but you know we I snuck that in there and it's like, I've been going on, everyone's been like, oh, yeah, it's like, you're so pumped for this movie. It's very exciting. And then when I went in the next day, it was just like, how was it? And I'm like, God, I just don't talk about it. Like, I just I like, And it's just like something that like, you know, I'm walking around the shelves in my Jurassic Park t-shirt. And, you know, I've got all these bloody dinosaur toys like displayed. And I'm so proud of it. I'm like, yeah, what a love, what a great franchise to be in love with. And it just be like, yeah, this 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 franchise is a joke. <laughs> like, it's just a joke now. Like, cool, but we'll always have that original movie, and that's the important thing. Because, well, not because, but this movie it does. Yeah. This is the finale. This is well, well, at least what was advertised as the grand finale of it all. And honestly, I don't think we got that, at, I, I, we didn't get that. We, we didn't get that. There's, there's nothing in this movie that feels any different to the way the first movie ended, the way the Lost World ended, Jurassic Park three. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> you know, we're we're very close to giving our rating, and I and I th- I think I actually think I do prefer Fallen Kingdom two. Ah, oh, no, it's really hard mm-hmm. because I do like the original character. Does. I'm just trying to work it out in my mind. I think this is it's an example of obviously Jurassic Park being the best of the six. I mean, no question. But then, of course.
0: that I mean, but I'm not asking for as good yeah. as or. Even but what close. I'm
1: saying is, but then it's just going to go down. Like the next best one is The Lost World, and then three, and then World, potentially Fallen Kingdom or Dominion. But seeing it again, but it's a. Frantic- yeah for me that it's just been going downhill since that first one yeah. even though i do enjoy the original trilogy and i enjoyed world i'm not saying the films are bad but it's it, they peaked with that first movie
0: <laughs> look i mean, I mean we don't to see and we would have seen a rank it but i guess i, I guess i would like i would say you know like jurassic world is is leagues better than jurassic park three um and even recently, I, I was sort of tossing, I was like, is Jurassic Park 3 worse than Fallen Kingdom? Just, like, on a production level, like, at least Fallen Kingdom no, is
1: honestly, nice and shiny. Do you know what? It's, I know, you've praised it. it you feel,
0: praised it a lot.
1: Yeah, like, no, no. And I really, I don't know, like, it's he really punchy, like, he just gets in, gets the job done, movie. and at least. It's a slasher
0: movie, essentially. But
1: it's it's all, it almost plays like Spielberg didn't know that Joe Johnston was making Jurassic Park film, and Johnson just went and did it, and is that like, I've made a thing, and it became Jurassic <laughs> Park Three. Really I don't like, know, there's just something oh, yeah, good yeah. style to it. I, I like it, and Neil's well, good, good. good in there, and it I like William well. H. It's it's a fun it's a fun movie, but it hits me Jurassic World. It's big, yeah. Trash that you like to watch, but Jurassic World it does hit the beats of that first movie, just like force awakens did it hit mm. the beats of a new hope so it's like oh it's good but at the same time it's familiar it's new but it's old and that's what world was and then yeah we got fallen kingdom yeah okay i'm not decided which one's my <laughs> we'll, least favorite yeah, we'll but it, to it. it is either gonna be Fallen kingdom or dominion
0: yeah fair enough fair enough again showing that hand i mean if you, if you can't gather this it's gonna be like that um but yeah look i, mean, I opened with it <laughs> we were prom- yeah we, we did didn't we? Um, we were promised a big finale and what we get is that okay they've got a solution to this locus thing which isn't a story thread from anything <laughs> previously dinosaurs like at the end of the movie essentially what they're saying is that like humans and dinosaurs or like dinosaurs and the rest of the planet are coexisting okay I, I feel like there was no actual development in terms of the status of the planet from where we were at the end of the last movie. Like, like a, nothing has changed.
1: <laughs> it's only been four years.
0: I mean, <laughs> y- yes, but I mean, like... I mean, that's
1: a long time. To be I mean, fair. This four years the, is a long time.
0: Again, what was advertised was the end of this jurassic saga and i feel like they very easily could just make a seventh film where you know there's a bunch of dinosaurs running amok and you know a dinosaur jumps through the window of you know jeff goldblum lecturing a class like (laughs) not saying that should happen i'm just saying like where this movie ends it's like what conclusion have we been given there's nothing I mean the story thread with Maisie is still freaking open like I don't know where that's ended there is no ending here it's just the plot of this movie kind of concludes like with the thing with the locust because Henry Wu saves the day and he's redeemed and now he'll go to heaven when he eventually gets eaten which <laughs> is probably not how he's gonna die but there, there is no there is no conclusion and that leads me to I guess maybe one of our last points is that the marketing i know we've touched on it plenty but everything in this marketing all the trailers the everything that's been told to us has been so misleading this movie isn't about an ecological disaster related to dinosaurs it's not about dinosaurs in the real world on the mainland or whatever you want to describe it like not on an island it's it's just none of that it's about these big bugs the, the food supply of the world um, and these dinosaurs in this isolated facility which to be honest we've seen five times previously <laughs> it's i don't know it's 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 misleading and it's and it's wrong i felt again to add to the anger i'm like hey you advertise something to me i purchased it I purchased the ticket for me and my wife. It cost me lots of money, you know, and I got it and it wasn't what I was sold. Like, And that's that's frustrating. What I got was Jurassic Fast and Furious, or like I like to call yeah. it, Jurassic World, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> D-O-M. I mean, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes sense. But look, it's honestly. I mean, it, the it's film, the film always year.
1: comes first. When it's yeah, the film always comes first, and it's like, they've seen the film. Okay, now how do we advertise this as a film <laughs> that people want to see? They're the trailers. Misleading, because you've been shown something that looks a lot better. What? The worst thing is, is,
0: it's not the first time as well. Like, the, the, the marketing for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was... I mean, in that trailer, there was the shot of the T-Rex at the zoo with the lion. There was the Mosasaurus swimming through the waves. Like, we were promised in that trailer, hey, dinosaurs on the mainland interacting with people, causing havoc, the final shots of that movie. And then in this one, okay, okay, okay. This one's really about dinosaurs in the real world. Like, uh, the last movie ended with that being set up. Cool. Okay, we're going to go to this isolated place now. So we're not going to see any of that or what we are going to show you of that you've actually already seen. And we're going to show you some random shot of like, a you know, a, a pteranodon or a pterosaur or whatever, building a nest on a skyscraper, which like, no, they would like, they would just send the army to like, just shoot it down or shoot, you know, like capture it and relocate. Like none of it, I don't know. What we did see was just moronic. Anyway, I'm done. Future of the, of the franchise, there'll be more. Not not in the next couple of years, but give it like seven, eight, nine, ten years. We'll see Jurassic Seven. Oh,
1: absolutely! Yeah, there's no way <laughs> yeah, they're going to stop at this movie. New cast, or oh, you know what's going to happen? No, years from now, they'll bring back maybe in the. Th- so we're going to get the third trilogy, and in that third film, they will bring the original Jurassic World actors back. But it wouldn't have the same effect. Oh no! I it would not Jurassic be like that. yes? It's like now we're getting Chris Pratt. We're getting <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard. Just not the same, is it? No, nah. not the same <laughs> as bringing back those original actors from Jurassic Park.
0: Uh, but even then, it's like, I mean, like, look, they're obviously going to do more. And how are they going to fight that temptation to be like, look, maybe Sam Neil was like, no, look, I'm 100% done. They'll get Jeff Goldman back again. Or, you know what, like they'll bring, you know, they'll bring Joseph Morello, you know, Timmy from the first movie. They'll bring him back or something, you know? Ariana I was
1: Richards. surprised he wasn't, if I'm honest, but I guess they were too busy bringing back Justin uh, Justin, <laughs> Justice Smith. They were too busy bringing him back. <laughs> yeah.
0: I get like... Again, if this was a different movie, if they <laughs> done something different, like they could have found a way to cleverly shoehorn them in. And and you know, shoehorning isn't the worst thing and the worst phrase. It's just the way you do it. If you have some tact about it, you, you can do it. And if it's someone that you love, I mean, look, like Spider Man Far From Home, like I admit it was, you know, despite those characters and actors being in that movie for fan service people loved it and enjoyed it so they looked past all of the plot holes in this it's like they could have done that like if people loved us see- i mean i would have got a kick out of seeing you know lex and tim all grown up again or even just one half of them yeah i thought like cool. even if it was a stupid reason they were there i would have been like yeah but you know what it was cool seeing them so <laughs> so I-, I can't believe that they would because I have read something that Colin Farrell was like, ah, oh, look, there was already a lot of characters. We didn't want to just put characters in there for the sake of it. It's like, piss off. Like, There was no moment in this movie where you were like, where he was honestly thinking like, oh, no, no, that would be too unrealistic or not believable. Like, Get out of town. Uh, and on that note, should we just rate this? <laughs> rate this
1: movie. For me, the best... Description of how I feel, middle of the road, split down the middle, three out of five. Good bits, bad bits. But I mean, if I'm honest, like, the bad bits kind of do outweigh the good, but I'm still going to come in at a three because seeing the original cast again, but having to wait about 90 minutes. To find a Jurassic World or Jurassic Park film fun, it's a bit of a long way. Just middle of the road. Yeah, I mean, look, the I started to have a
0: like, you know, all the all the moments with the original cast. Like, I mean, again, I found it delightful. So I was I was liking them, even though what was happening was stupid. Uh, I found myself having fun. You know, like when they all got together, even though it was all very hammy and stuff, I was like, yeah, but the gig is there and it's dark and, you know, like they're running and uh, screaming and uh, they're doing all that. And I'm like, cool, this movie is, okay, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. It took too long to get to that point. It took too long. Was this movie the movie that was advertised? No. Was it the movie that we were promised? No. Was it the movie that I wanted? No. Um and I'll stop doing this in a second. Despite all of that, was it still a good movie? No. It wasn't. Yeah. Um look, I had a I to be honest, I think 3 out of 5 that you just gave, I I think that's too high. I don't often, you know, like critique you or the number that you choose, but I mean Just hearing your thoughts and stuff and what you've spoken about. And I guess that, you know, that's some good points. So, I mean, I won't, I won't uh, tell you to change it, but I mean, I think like three is higher. I had a number. I had a number picked the day I watched this movie. It was the same number the day after. Um, All right. And it started to waver yesterday. (laughs) It started to waver yesterday. And I feel like the more time I have removed from this movie, and even after talking about it thoroughly with you, it's brought it down even more. I still think oh, no. redeeming qualities <laughs> keeps it above Fallen Kingdom. But again, yeah. only, only just scraping by. And there's not enough decimal points that we go by to make any much of a difference. I wanted to give this a 2.5, but I'm giving it a 2 out of 5. Wow. It's, yes. it's um, Wow. Like I said, because of all like the the nice elements that we've discussed, the original cast, um, <laughs> you know, that's probably about it. I don't know that one new character. Um, it, it was a two point five, but I mean, uh, like this movie is is it's it's a mess. Like it really is a mess. We've got two two storylines that just come together. I mean is it organic no <laughs> like i mean it works but it's it's not organic the 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 genre is all over the place the 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 music is a letdown there's not enough threat deaths there's the 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 movie is is stupid it's a stupid movie it's not about dinosaurs there are dinosaurs some of the dinosaurs look good some don't but overall this is a, this is such a disappointing movie it's 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 dinosaurs meets James Bond meets Fast and Furious and, and in, in a bad way. Yeah. Not, in a, not in a... Well, at least we're yeah. having fun. It's, I didn't really have that much fun, to be honest, because the dinosaur action I'm gonna, isn't that great. I'm done now.
1: I'm, I'm going to stick with middle of the road. Three out of five. I, but, I mean, 2.5 is done. middle, but... I, I oh, no. okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the three. And, I mean, we all know... That like you're a lot more invested in Jurassic Park than I am. Mm. Love that first. I've enjoyed the films for the most part, but this is your thing, so I can appreciate how, yeah, you're going to come in with a lower score and yeah, be a bit more disappointed. But after Spider-Man: No Way Home last year and now <laughs> World of Dominion, you are not having the best time we your i, I don't yes. at the moment. it's like my um oh, my two things
0: spider-man and Jurassic man like i why do i hate things i don't know i just <laughs> i mean look i again I'm, i i what i say next i don't mean to uh you know disenchant or like insult anyone who did enjoy this movie and have a good time um but to me i mean honestly I I wish I was stupid, (laughs) I wish I I wasn't as smart as I am. And I'm not saying I'm not super smart, but it's like, sometimes I just wish I was a bit dumber, that I can just enjoy movies without overthinking things and just not letting a really bad screenplay, script, dialogue, story, (laughs) logical, sensical stuff, not affect my enjoyment of something, but I can't help it. So sometimes, yeah, I wish I was a little bit dumber so I can enjoy it. Again, not saying that anyone who enjoys movies is dumb, if you enjoyed it, that is fantastic. I'm so jealous. Um, I'm sure you're perfectly intelligent human beings, but it's it's just not, it did not work for me. And to be honest, I'm glad that this has now come to an end because eventually when they do do another one, you know, Trevorrow won't be involved. I mean, I know that sounds hard. That's it, the hope, it, isn't it? That is that is the hope. It'll be a new hope. Again, we got to stop referencing Star Wars. And it's, it's, and,
1: <laughs> And by that I don't mean I'm putting it all on him, but to be able to move away. Okay, Spielberg did the first two. Gavarro <laughs> done two. Let us have like somebody he's, else. He's also in, been in heavily, a few years' time He's been, else.
0: been heavily involved in the writing. Um and the you know, the producing of all these as well. Like it's it does kind of he's a big player in it. And I think, yeah. If they're going to do it, like, it's got to be fresh blood. And I guess there is hope to know that it's like, okay, the next movie we've got, the world's, you know, the world is your Jurassic oyster. There are dinosaurs everywhere. The story could be anything. Like, how can they put out something like Battle at Big Rock, that short, have it so tense, scary, like, you know, like, just well-made. And then not have anything like that. And you know what? Speaking of the specials that they made, like that prologue they re- they released, that honestly should have been the beginning of this movie because then at least I could say, well, the beginning was hell good. <laughs> like, yeah. That was that <laughs> yeah. was great. And that, that, there was a poetic thing to that as well. And it would have been cool to actually see the T-Rex be captured, you know, like as that was alluding to, you know, the, the T-Rex at the, the drive-in theatres, like that, that would have been cool. Except when we first see the T-Rex, it's just being loaded onto a onto a truck. Like, cool. But, all right, enough of that. We've done it. The movie's done. Um, we've got some trivia. And I figured, I've got two points here. But uh, the first thing I thought I'd talk about, the Lewis Dodgson character. Because, you know, he's back from uh, from that first movie. But, of course, he was, you know, recast. But a lot of people might be like, who's that character from the first movie? What's going on? So, a little bit here about, like, the book and stuff like that. So, we have, um, so campbell scott obviously has joined the cast of jurassic world dominion great movie um as a key character um from the original jurassic park film of course um so he's obviously that you know that that mysterious character he gave nedry the shaving cream can in that first movie of course played by wayne knight um so in michael Crichton's original novel lewis Dodgson was the head of product development at genetics company Bison, which is a rival company of InGen. In that original movie, Bison isn't actually uh, mentioned, so they never actually say the name Bison, which kind of makes its inclusion in this movie sort of mean nothing to anyone unless you've read the book, because you'd be like, what is this company? Um, So... This character, well, uh, I guess this character was originally played by Cameron Thor. Now, I'm not going to get too much into this, but um, uh, the reason they couldn't bring Thor back, you know, I'm sure he's a he was a great actor. I don't know. Not really sure. Um, he's actually a convicted sex offender, so he's actually in prison at the moment. All right, cool. Again, won't <laughs> dwell on that. Um, Dodgson, the character of Dodgson actually played a large part in the sequel novel, The Lost World, um, although the character did not appear in the... 1970, 1997. Sorry, the 1997 movie, *The Lost World*. Um, and I guess yeah, the change here is that Dodgson was promoted to CEO of Bison Genetics. So a little bit going on there. All right, so I just wanted to give a bit of a spill about Dodgson. And the other fun fact I've got here, and this is going to make us all feel like dinosaurs, Jeff Goldblum in this movie, he's the same age as Richard Attenborough was. In Jurassic Park.
1: Wow! Yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah, that made you go. Wow! wow. That makes you- <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew you had a lot to say, and I've got to be honest. Yeah, that is really good what you said about Goldblum at the end there. I did know about the original Dodgson actor. At no point did I think we'd bring it up on the podcast. But there you go.
0: <laughs> I was thinking that might be the only bit of trivia that I was like, no, I can't make that a thing. But I still want to mention it. Just because I'm like, hey, what happened to that actor? People want to know. And-
1: well, that's it. if anybody didn't know and they were wondering. <laughs> now, now they know. But that's crazy. That Goldblum is the same age as Amber was. Mm. We need to protect Jeff Goldblum at all costs. <laughs> we need to.
0: <laughs> we need to. Can we clone him? Can we? <laughs> what can we do? Get a sample of his blood. We need him. But look, that's um. That's it of our review of Jurassic World Dominion. Thank you for indulging us, uh, mainly me. Um, please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
1: We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Films Your Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed. We recently reviewed Top Gun Maverick and be sure to check out our next review, Hustle. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.